So you got the faculty Ray Gattis <laughs> ahead of Real Madrid star Marcelo. It's the Doopy Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly League Game. I'm AJ, joined by my co-host and my brother. I'm Luke. We're here in FedEx, Virginia. It is March 17th, and... Uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Yeah. We'll hit on that later today. Um, <laughs> There's some more pressing things to cover. <laughs> so I'm not... So last episode, we ended with me saying I was going to be recording this on my own. But, Luke, tell us why you're here. Um, Because... The world's crazy. And yeah, the coronavirus, of course. I don't yeah. know if you've heard about it, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we don't need to cover <laughs> what's us, happening. Everyone knows what's happening. Give us your breakdown. But, yeah, so I obviously uh, didn't go to Paris or London. Uh, it was a really, really weird week last week, deciding whether or not we should go and constantly updating our feeds of the news and going back and forth. I don't know. It was safe to go worth worth it going if we'd make get our money back but uh and i'm making the right call because i don't think we would have been able to leave france if we if we traveled there yeah so so good news for the doopy brothers podcast it's actually being produced yeah <laughs> that's true too <laughs> silver lining but yeah really really bummed that uh the trip couldn't work out but obviously this isn't something we could control or plan for so you know yeah, what, yeah. What else can you do? What else can you do? Um, here's what you can do. So here's gonna be my little thing on the coronavirus and you. All right. So as many of you guys know, I just had myself a daughter. Um, she's about seven weeks old now, and I got some time off work to work on the bonding with my daughter. And one of the times that we bonded the most was through the middle of the night when she's up at night feeding, and that's not the most enjoyable time being up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., feeding your kid, changing their diapers. But that's one of the times where we kind of built that bond. The reason I bring that up is right now a lot of people are working from home. They have time at home with their kids. Uh, it's not necessarily ideal, but please use this time. Make the most of it. Bond with your family. Um, get outside. Play games with them. Just, just be safe, but make the most out of this time. So... That's our take on the coronavirus and you. Yeah, yeah, stay safe. It's crazy. So let's get into some soccer. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so there's no soccer. Okay, so what do you want to do? <laughs> Should we just um, call it? Like, what are we here for? Let's, let's see. No, no, we, we, we have a fun show planned. We'll, have, we'll talk yeah. about some stuff. Yeah, so we've, yeah, we, we figured out something to talk about this week. Um, some good stuff in the front end, some more good stuff on the back end. Uh, the first thing we want to talk about, though, is kind of like legit stuff. Yeah. So no games for a while. Teams aren't even supposed to train together. Uh, Bedoya is finally using his man cave to work out in the basement, according to his Instagram. A lot of guys are juggling toilet paper. Um, here's a question for you. So when they come back in 30 days or more, NBA is saying maybe in June. Yeah. Um, should should they play in empty stadiums? And let's go big question. Should sports in general be played in empty stadiums? Um, I mean, I think if it's that or no games, like, for, like, the whole season, like, I feel like that's at least something, like, players get to play. We get to watch them at least on TV. That's It's something. I don't know, like, if the, like, safety measures are that, like, it's still not, not okay to be in. Uh, a groups of thousands of people by this summer then I, I mean I still at least want to see some soccer on, on TV right I know mm-hmm. it's not ideal it's not what the players want it's not what the fans want it's not what the owners want like it, it, it it's a, it's bad for everyone but it's at least something right and and I mean we're all kind of you know five four or five days into this uh, no sports world and it's hard it's not ideal I mean there's nothing on TV, and so I think by that point, we're gonna be happy just to see live sports on TV, whether fans are in the stands or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely not like the same. Where it's definitely not like um, it. We're all just we're so ready to be in, in Talon Energy or uh, sorry, Subaru, Subaru Park for on March 14th, but and that was taken away. But if at least we get to see the team on TV, that's like at least a 
something something yeah something to get out of it it just i mean it's just fun to watch the team it's fun to watch new games this, this new team or you know relatively new team with new players and stuff it's it's exciting but it, if and if, if that's all we can get then that's i don't know we recoup some of our losses of right sports and then people can still do fantasy soccer and i don't know put your jerseys on game days and stuff like yeah, that so I mean, they're still people are already getting creative with how they're spending their time at home so we can you know have virtual watch parties or you know some sort of thing to connect everyone virtually i don't know there's ways to work around it to make it a little more entertaining and sports in general are, are to be played for entertainment i mean that's that's all it is really so right and that's why like sports got cut at first because it's like they're not on, not really a necessary life feature you know yeah. it's if it's if it's too risky to get gather for sports it's like then just we just don't play sports so it makes sense it's frustrating but it obviously is the the right call there's no arguing that yeah uh this weekend i watched i forget what uh leon and someone else in league mx before they canceled their season they were playing in front of an empty stadium i did think that the level of play was less without fans in the stadium mm. um everything definitely seemed to mean less i mean a guy missed a pk and it almost seemed like it didn't really matter mm. there's Whereas, definitely be less pressure in that situation yeah, yeah. um so it definitely seemed to have an impact on the game that I was able to watch, uh, but all in all, that's small. Yeah. How will it impact the union? So, you know, we were two games in the season. We got one point, sitting twentieth position in supporter shield, <laughs> tied for uh, seventh in the East, only back on goal differential. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the season still could go any any direction from from there, but. We at least like like you, you have written down. Kai, Kai Banger has some more time to recover from his weird calf injury. So hopefully, whenever this season re- resumes, he'll be he'll be fully healthy, and everyone else will be healthy as well. I I just imagine mm-hmm. uh, most teams will have full strength uh, yeah. rosters by this point. So maybe there's a small silver silver lining there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's no I don't know. There's no there's no planning for this there's no way to like know how to like resume a season from this so it's gonna be weird it's gonna be just a new start to the season basically mm-hmm. yeah it is a shame that we kind of have a loss of momentum because after that lafc game we were all riding high fans team the glassness goal yeah and it was just like I don't, I don't really remember a time where there's been that much said about the union for their gameplay oh, yeah. on the field that was one of the most viral union moments of like their history mm-hmm. and and yeah and like, and like once they resume games it's like this is going to be even more of a cold start than like the beginning of the season because at least we had preseason games mm-hmm. and like a lot of training. I feel like it's just going to be like, oh, this is a meaningful. Yeah, jump training. right in. Maybe they'll have a couple weeks to to train to get ripped back. Well, yeah, into they, it, but, yeah, they have to do that. Well, yeah, but like it's still not the same of like as like preseason games mm-hmm. and all the training that they that they but, had in the off season. Yeah, like assuming that the next time that they play, and we see them, it'll be for three points, not a preseason no experimental lineups no formation it's it's for three points so yeah it'll be interesting um so when the league does pick up what are some options that they can do to kind of uh write the season kind of make it as fair as possible what what do you, yeah. have you read what have you heard yeah so i just read it or is it an interesting article from uh, jeff ruder on the athletic about uh like kind of possible situations that the, the mls can do to to figure out this season to make up for the lost time and uh, uh there's a cu- couple of options that i'll go through and some are better than others the the first one was just like adding midweek games to like every other week because there's like around i think that was like something like 20 20 something weeks in between when they might resume and like the end of regular season scheduled or was supposed to be scheduled that would be tough that would be excruciating and- yeah on the union particularly, it would really, uh, Jay Sugarman will not want that because I imagine if they do midweek games, there's also going to be something about you have to do charter flights. Yeah. And you're just traveling. You'd have to sign more players too. You have to like get it more be, legs. It's, yeah. That'd be a grind. That'd be really, really tough on the players. So that's probably, hopefully, at least likely to happen. Um, cause that just would decrease, decrease the level of play too. That'd just be tough on everyone. Um, and midweek games never get the right attendance. It's that's just I don't know, not the great great situation. Mm-hmm. So, so what's another option? Another option would be extend the regular season into maybe like late October into November, which seemed less drastic because I feel like um, 
before they changed the playoff format, um, it, it did kind of go into that that kind of length. Like, the, the, right, the right. play in it, because then playoffs getting pushed maybe into, like, early December would be, mm-hmm. like, the final. And that's kind of where the final was pre- in previous years. So I feel like that's not as... It, it wouldn't change as much things, I think. Uh, like they There's could, some precedent behind doing it. Yeah. Like playing at that time of the year. Right, yeah. Like, it's it's doable. It's it's happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to work around. There's, like, there's, there's FIFA windows in, 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 in the fall, but that's, that's fine. Um, another one would be... Uh, to truncate the playoffs truncate by, I like that word truncate that was in the article I didn't it's not my word truncate <laughs> uh, playoffs by allowing only four teams from each conference but that one there's a lot of drawbacks to that because then there'd be like less um, like revenue from like home playoff games and, and that kind of thing and that's a big shift from what the few teams went into the season with mm-hmm. so I feel like that's a, that's a that's a tough one to to uh, to put into a, into a season. Yeah, kind of telling owners like, okay, you had, you know, a seven and pretty much a 50% chance of making the playoffs more than 50% chance. Right. So now only four teams from each conference. I mean, I personally kind of like that though, because I think it, I mean, obviously it gives making the playoffs more value. It's going to make those regular season games a little more intense um, because, you know, only team four teams are getting in. So, uh, with Eastern Conference, I mean, with both conferences, that last spot, I feel like it's always up for grabs until the end. I feel like those last mm-hmm. four to seven always go into the end of the year. And even um, like with full seven teams going into the playoffs, there's always that positioning, who's going up, uh, who's going to be fifth place, sixth place, seventh place. But if only four teams are getting into the playoffs, then it's really going to be a battle towards the end. So. I do like that. I think that's gonna that would uh, create a lot of excitement going down the stretch, even more than usual. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I just think it'd be make it too much like of an of like a, an anomaly. I feel like if you want to have consistency, like I know they changed like some formats of like playoffs and season each year, but like it would just be too much of a leap from where they were. And I feel like last year's playoffs were so successful that it might be a tougher decision to go away from that for just one season. I feel like that that's kind of weird. Yeah, I just, I just. I think this is the year for the weird, though. I mean, you're not yeah, going to have... that's true. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, yeah they're, whatever they do is not going to be normal. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, then the, the last um, idea that was mentioned in the article was to cut regular season games. And so, you could either do it just, like, cut it down to maybe 30 games and from the 34, and that would alleviate a lot of uh, stress and midweek games and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was maybe take like the usl approach so may only make it like home and home series with uh within your conference so they would kind of like drop certain games from the schedule and replace it with different games i yeah so that yeah that one seems like more of a logistical struggle because Um, like yeah our next or like we missed a san jose game at home right and we already played lafc and Dallas. And Dallas, yeah. So, so that would have a lot of Eastern Conference. Right. So, that, But that would make it, it would be like 24 games, uh, I guess, after the season resumes. So that would make it 26 right. uh, total games. So I feel like that one might be a little more of a, of a far reach. But I think cutting Ravens games seems realistic because the the schedule is already imbalanced Pretty, with our yeah. – we're, like, we're not playing Seattle this year, like things like that. So – Taking away other other out of conference games might make it might not might make some sense, right? Um, for us, we're watching it very closely because we have a trip planned to Chicago for that match in July. Yeah, and we're just hoping that the schedule doesn't get like shifted around and that they keep the games that were scheduled to be on those scheduled days so that people like us can still go to games that we plan for i know sons of ben plan their away trips and stuff like that yeah um and so obviously the mls is always good about working around fans and stuff like that so hopefully hopefully it all works out they give us the best possible you know there's people smarter than us thinking about this and dealing with this and we're just along for the ride yeah and it's also like we still don't know when the season's going to return so all this is still so up in the air it's really really weird time um so hopefully normalcy returns sooner rather than later that's right that's right so what should union fans do during the break during the break i've, I've got a list okay you tell feel me. free to feel free to add to it if you want to or you can't take away because i'm gonna say it okay um in no particular order uh 
play FIFA. A lot of people are playing FIFA right now. Use the union, win some. Um, Win MLS Cup, please. Earn some trophies. <laughs> Watch old Union games. I love that the Union are going to have ESPN-style classic games, but Union Classic, they're going to put out some games from the past that are, all Union fans are going to enjoy uh, watching. Re-listen to your favorite Doopie Brother podcasts. I mean, episode 39 was a hit. Episode 19, people really enjoyed that one. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, anyway, with our, our our guests, talk to with Ryan, Morgan, uh the, the guys from Tallahassee. All, we, Our Doopy Debates. Doopy Debates. That was a classic. That's a, that's a classic. Yeah. Um, instant classic. Um, read some soccer books. Luke, do you have a favorite soccer book? Um, Fever Pitch comes to mind. Fever Pitch. Yeah. Nice. That's about uh, Arsenal, and then they made it into a movie yeah, about with, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, with Jimmy Fallon. But the book was really cool. It was, yeah, it was very good. Yeah. What was it? Was it? Nick Hornby. Nick Hornby. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't know there's plenty of other soccer books. Do, do you have others? Um... Oh, I should have looked up the titles. Yeah, there's you put a, me on the spot. So I, I know. Back on the spot. Um, there was a good one. Uh, I want to say the the ball. The world is round or something. It's about a reporter who goes to the World Cup. He's not a soccer fan, but he just kind of observes different fans from around the world and their cultures that they bring to different World Cups. That was really cool. Um, I like Fever Pitch. I I, I need to read more. Um, I'm reading Cruyff's book right now. Uh, recently read Pele's. That was pretty good. One, one of Pele's. He's had a bunch. But, oh, uh, yeah, Cruyff's is pretty good right now. I'm, like, halfway through that. Nice. So I've only got about two years till I'll finish that one. <laughs> um, some other ideas. Create some soccer art. I mean, I like putting a piece of paper over my laptop and tracing pictures of Union soccer players. Nice. And nice. I put it on the cricket, cut it out, iron it onto a T-shirt. Soccer art. Boom. Juggle some toilet paper. That's been a trend. Been a big trend. We tried it out tonight. It we was did it. Semi-successful. Only spilt one beer. Um, Not bad. Lil Keegan got a little cameo in our toilet paper juggling he was video. Great. So funny. He, he was great. The union liked it. <laughs> um, go out to a field, practice some soccer. You can do that without getting coronavirus. Yeah, Drink. as long as it's an empty field. Yeah. Drink. That's a. That's been a, a theme. Yeah. Hang with your family. Mm. Nah. Probably should have been up higher in the list. <laughs> Hang with your family while you're drinking, while juggling toilet paper with the Doopy Brothers on in the background. There you go. So, if you have other things to do, let us know because it's I'm bored. And I'm, I'm a teacher, so I don't know when I'm going back to yeah, school. It's going to be such a... It's like we're so new into this whole situation. And obviously sports, we like we said, isn't the most pressing matter. But it's going to be so strange to see how all this unfolds and how long it's going to be until all, everything comes back to normal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not that it's always not the most important thing. But sports is definitely like uh, kind of like a gauge of like where the world is. Yeah, I don't know. I felt mm-hmm. like seeing all the leagues cancel showed like the scale of where this virus is and how, how serious it is and how like all across the world. Uh, yeah. And then I don't know. Yeah, like once it comes back, I feel like that'll help kind of gauge where where the world is too. Uh, you know, along with you know all the real news and stuff right 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 right. <laughs> yeah i feel like after this break i should be in really good shape or really bad shape yeah, I just, I just go either way. could go either way i just hope we get to play soccer again you know me we haven't played i mean we had one game last week and that was the first game in a while and yeah it wasn't our best one but yeah all right it's st patrick's day Woo! yeah the one. let's drink what, some green beer what a poorly timed holiday yeah <laughs> <laughs> not um, only is it a tuesday but it's during all this, so no one really is gonna care or celebrate. No, well, you can always drink in my basement. So let's let's bottoms up. <laughs> let's do some leprechaun power rankings, Luke. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go top five leprechauns we can name. I'll go. Number <laughs> <laughs> five from your Philadelphia Jack the Frizz. He's got red hair like you, so I'll put him yeah. in the power rankings. Uh huh. All right. You're going to keep going? I want you, you to keep going. Let's go. Okay, let's keep going. Um, let's go. Uh, you have red hair, so you're a leprechaun. I was, I was worried if I was going to jump Yep, so there. you're number four. Um, <laughs> Take so, it. So I need three more. Um, you mentioned the luck, Lucky from the Leprechaun, or Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. He's uh, got to be the most famous he's, leprechaun. He's number one. Yeah. Um, St. Patrick, he's probably number two. And then coming at number three. Uh, Jim Curtin? Red Jim Curtin, Jim Curtin, number three lepre- in the Leprechaun power ranking. So just to 
recap this segment. Jack DeVries is number five. Luke, number four. <laughs> Jim Curtin, number three. St. Patrick, number two. And Lucky from Lucky Charms, number one level con <laughs> on the St. Patrick's Day Doobie Brother power rankings. Oh, of man. Boy, do we need sports back. All right. I don't know, man. Imagine oh. if this was tomorrow. We'd have Wednesday power rankings. <laughs> All right. Union break. Union best, union worst. What does that mean? Um, Union best. uh, So I got some ideas. I didn't tell you about them. No, yeah, we didn't go over this segment. (laughs) This is good. So union best, union worst, usually based on gameplay. Uh, But I'm going to go on social media right now. So union worst is going to be Ali Bedoya because he's just getting into his man cave and working out. Uh, in the basement apparently it just sounds like he hasn't made the most out of his man cave down there all he has is a gym a home gym and that's it, good and all but like you know, throw a TV throw an Xbox down there he has been getting some really cool art okay so I'll give him a a, a, a positive for that coming from an art nerd sitting yeah. across from me you darn right you darn right you doing best I'm gonna go uh, Kai Wagner he's he's out walking his kid pushing the stroller mm. juggling toilet paper in front of him nice um so yeah, I'll go Kai Wagner. Other honorable mentions: Jose, don't call me Joseph Martinez. He had a good. Jose, don't give an F Martinez. I know, but I just wanted to throw it. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> he had a good toilet paper juggling session, but Sergio Santos's I think was better. Okay. So. I'll I'll give another Eden best to Casper. He and his fiance, wife, oh, girlfriend yeah. are doing some killer TikToks. Oh, they're on TikTok. That's yeah, right. So they, they've been having some fun. Is that under best or worst? I'd say best. I don't know. I've, yeah. I'll say worst. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know how to do TikTok. <laughs> All right. So that well, was that. That's that, man. What a what a first half of the episode. I think we crushed it. Uh, you could say that. All right. Well, let's let's call this a break, and we'll come back after this. We'll predict a union roster in a couple of years. We'll go over uh, some Eastern Conference team stuff, and then we'll do some. Soccer Uh, headlines. Soccer headlines from around the world. We have two. All right, come back after this. Hey, guys. Stoopy Brothers Podcast back here. Thanks for listening. Um, AJ and Luke. Luke's going to go through a little exercise. Yeah. Call it a little exercise Exercise, yeah. Exercise. So, I mean, we don't know how long this this, uh, hiatus hiatus is going to last. So, I'm going to just predict a lineup for the future. Let's pretend the season doesn't come back this year or next year. So Luke wants to look at Union roster in 2022. Yeah, for, you know, just for fun. It's always fun to talk about, uh, you know, make some things up and stuff. So we're going to make up a roster for the future. That's what this podcast is? Yeah. So, okay, 2022, we're going to have a lot of familiar faces, a lot of unfamiliar faces. Um, yeah, the Union have done a good job of locking up some guys for yes. at least three years. So that's, yes. that's good. So I'm going to start in the back and work my way up. And AJ, you can... Uh, I'll, I'll give you some live reactions here. Awesome. Cool. So in the back, goalkeeper, Matt Fries. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Matt Fries. We'll move on from, from Blake. For better or for worse, it's going to happen. I think Matt Fries is going to step totally. in. Totally. A solid... Matt Fries. Solid keeper. I like that. Um, uh, starting in the back. And I'm going to stick with the 4-4-2. Four, 4-4-2. Four, you know, four, four, so Tanner's still around. The, the Tanner Diamond, yep. So... In the back from the left, left back Matt Real. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sell Kai Wagner for a, you know decent amount, you know good, good, good transaction. We're gonna get a good amount from him. Next to him is uh, Jacob Klesnitz. He's gonna become a Union favorite. You know, lockdown. Maybe he could may, maybe even be captain at this point. He's gonna be a Ooh. Union Union guy. Okay, a big 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 uh, fan favorite. Next to him, we're gonna sell off Mark McKenzie. Uh, maybe probably sell off Jack Elliott. Make some money from them, and Benefim is going to step in and be the next Union homegrown center back to step into the first team. And then next to him, Timmy Chandler. Timmy Chandler, everybody. Yeah. Going to get some on track connection. Uh, Frankenstein. He's gonna not necessarily come home, but come back to America, um, play play with uh, play with the Union. How? Um, I'm just looking up how old Timmy Chandler is. I don't know, but. The the main takeaway from this is he'll be he'll be thirty one, so that's not bad for a right back. So it's what I'm gonna what I'm saying is it's it's gonna take Timmy Chandler to to unseat Ray Guys. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, here's here's <laughs> what's gonna happen. So you're gonna sell Mark McKenzie, uh-huh. got a buttload of money. You're gonna sell Jack Elliott, get some more money. Um, you're gonna sell Olivia Umbezo, get some more money. 
Andre Blake, more money. So what are you gonna do with all this money? Well, here's what you're gonna do. Two years down the road, Marcelo, currently with Real Madrid, is for sale. You're gonna buy Marcelo, okay? He's gonna be your left back. But left wait. Back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be your left back, but wait. You know who we did not sell? Ray Gattis. Uh-huh. Ray Gattis will get unseated at right back. That's fine. Timmy Chandler comes in. He, he beats Ray Gattis for that right back spot. But we all know Ray Gattis can play on the left. Ray Gattis is going to start at left back. Marcelo will never break into the 11. So your left back will be Ray Gattis <laughs> ahead of Real Madrid star Marcelo. All right. Um, lock it, lock it in. That, I will tell you right now that is... That is union history written in the books. I'm not going to say that's not possible, but it's um, no. Let's say it's not likely. I'll, I'll just I'll leave it at that. Then you don't know likely. <laughs> All right, tell me about the midfield. All right, midfield. All right, in the diamond. So um, the I feel, right. I feel like we got some locked up in here right now that uh, we already have on our team right now. So let me hear what you say. Okay. Um, I'm going to maybe. I'm going to listen to you right now. <laughs> so I want to say all right on the left left flank. Who's playing the six? The six? Oh, the six? <laughs> oh, sorry, the six. <laughs> okay, we're going to say the six. Uh, Will Trap. Will Trap. Will Trap. I was calling it this preseason. I think he's going to play fine in Miami, but we're going to pick him up in a couple years, and he's going to slide in at the number six, be the, the Brian Carroll that we've been been missing. You bastard. Yeah. You son of a gun. Yeah. You you got rid of Joseph Martinez. Jo- Jose Martinez. No, no, I did not. No, okay. no, I did not. Jose, don't, not Joseph Martinez. Jose, he, don't give an F Martinez, who I thought would be our six bloodied. No, he's going to be okay. he's gonna be the, the right flank. The right flank. Yeah. So, so Bedoya. Bedoya is still on the team. He's you know a little older. He's going to come off the bench, um, mm-hmm. be more of a leadership kind of a uh, person. Okay. But Jose Martinez is going to be a fan favorite. Going to bloody nose every game. Every game. Bloody face every game. Going to be killing. As killin of right tackles. now, he it's has got a bloody nose. Every bloody game face. Yeah. Not um, bloody nose. Bloody face. Bloody face every time. Every time he's played. Um, Blood yeah. face Martinez. So he's gonna actually find find his home on that right flank. Okay, just killing up those up the channel and uh, moving the ball up the field and killing everyone in his way. Um, and then on the the left side, a little more of a skill skill option on that side. I want to go Jack DeVries. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna be the next Aronson that the he's gonna you know fill into that role. We're going to sell Aronson for some good money. He's going to be the next uh, attacking midfielder prodigy from our academy. And so... Sorry, Paxton Aronson is on the bench. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, darn it. There. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to bring in Paxton. Okay. So you got Jack... Hi, who, who did you say on the left? Jack DeBrice? Jack DeBrice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he, he... You know, we were just talking about him as a number five leprechaun right? power ranking. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Two shout-outs for Jack DeBrice. Yeah. Um, or DeVries. Yeah, we still don't know. Um, and then Mon- Montero at the ten. Montero, no, he's we sold him. We sold him too. Oh, okay. Didn't he just sign a big contract though? Yeah, but you know that you, you sell him when you, when you have him on contract. Oh, it's gonna walk for free. Okay, so we sold him, and so yeah. we sell the ten. Who's gonna play the ten? Um, we're gonna get an, another uh, German American national, Julian Green. Julian Green. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he used to be a uh, yeah. He's gonna big in the US. come back, finish his career with us, but he's gonna. Really light it up. He's going to be the, uh, let's say... Uh, who, How old will he be in two years? How old? I, I don't know. I, I didn't look it up. Take a guess. 32. Not even close. Not even close. Wait. Younger. He's younger than you right now. No, he's not. He's 24. Oh, man. Oh, great pick. So in two years, he's going to be 26. Oh, yeah. Then that's I made a great He was decision. born in 1995. Do you know how old I was in 1995? Not being born. Older than zero. <laughs> Wow. So he was born in 1995, Julian Green, being the union in two years, playing the 10. Okay. Yeah. That's a better choice than I thought. Yeah, no, me too, because I didn't look that up that age. So, but he, yeah, so he's, but he's still kind of like not getting, getting his footing in Europe. So he's going to come back and I'll give you $100 if you can tell me who he plays for right now. $100. Uh, I'm going to say it's Hamburg. I don't know. It is this team i can't say it this is terrible podcast gruther firth second bundesliga that's yeah. where he's at gruther firth so, so that's you, actually going to be a bargain pick so you owe me a hundred dollars um i don't know if i agree to that but yeah so julian green is going to slide on the number 10 wow okay and he's going to just light it up and maybe even get some calls from um 
Who'll be the Burr next? Halter or okay. possibly Justin March at that point. Oh, whoa. US, okay. US national team. All right. So that's, so our, got, that's our four. That's our diamond. Four, four. Now the two. Aaronson off the bench. Uh, and then top two, the the strikers. Still playing the two, two strikers. And then Shibuko is obviously up there. He's going to um, break the Latou scoring goal record. He's going to be our the lead, the franchise goal scorer. He's going to, I don't know, maybe like, maybe not maybe that, not at that point, but eventually he's going to, he's going to, Make break that mark. Mm-hmm. So Shibuko's up there, and this is gonna be might surprise you because Tanner is gonna finally make a deal within MLS and get an MLS striker to partner with. Nothing could surprise Shibuko. me at this point. <laughs> Dom Dwyer. What? I'm so yeah. surprised. <laughs> we need a scrappy um, kind of contrasting striker with Shibuko. Um, Dom Dwyer is gonna kind of fizzle out with Orlando, so we're gonna buy him for cheap. He's gonna reignite his career with with us and light it up and we're gonna have a, a pretty dynamic striker duo interesting interesting yeah so sorry we also sold santos okay he up this year next year and uh yeah he sold for millions and, well, 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 tell me what happened to Vooten. <sighs> he could be on the bench galena galena hmm. galena could should could be in there too he could be okay. maybe second off the bench okay. or maybe first off the bench with paxton you know okay cory burke where's he at He's he stayed in Europe, man. He stayed in Europe. Yeah, nice. Man, you he's playing with the uh-huh. Man United. Yeah, all this is still under Jim Curran. Okay, so Jim Curran still, still, that's still the job under two Jim years Curran. later. Yeah. Wow. So he so at that point he's got to be the longest tenured MLS coach because uh, Ben Olsen will have been fired by that point. Sure. Yeah. For me, he's going to be I don't know with the oh yeah somewhere else. He might be with the national team at that point. Maybe. Maybe. Um. Cool, man. So I got I got no rebuttal on the uh, striker. Um, okay. I uh, you know. Thing about striker, I just naturally, you know, Giassi Zardes comes to mind as someone who I always love to watch kick uh, the ball. Yeah, I was gonna say that just for you, see what your reaction was. Yeah, no, I just, you know, uh, a Fafa return. That'd be fun. I could we, see that. We'd have to change formation though. This he doesn't fit this formation. Ah, he could figure it out. Yeah, um, speed guy to go next to Casper, kind of like a Santos, but a little. It's not the same player. He's it's a winger. Not, I know. He's I not, I know. Okay. No, I'd be. It'd be a nice. Up- event <laughs> i like them yeah sure cool so luke's union roster comes in uh ninth place in the east yeah so write that down in for 2022 there you go boom. lock it in boom all right that was a fun pointless exercise <laughs> it was let's go to another one um <laughs> so people <laughs> welcome to the doopy brothers podcast if these are your first time listening we just make stuff up um so people have done jersey rankings and stuff jersey grading you know new kits came out this year everybody had their opinions on opinions on them and that's all cool and all but let's let's do kind of a overall team experience within the east okay we're not going to cover all mls teams so what i wanted to do was kind of give each team in the east uh kind of a ranking a score based on their overall team experience Mm -hmm. now this does not include how they play on the field this is going to include three I, I just chose three categories one their stadium situation what that's like two their kits their jerseys you gotta have you gotta look good yeah you, mm-hmm. you gotta play in front of a good stadium you gotta wear something nice and then also for mls big signings are you bringing in some players that are making a difference in the league so for those three categories, I, I kind of gave each team a score in the East. I took Philadelphia out because obviously they're going to be number one in us for for us. Um, so that left us with like 13 teams. Some teams, honestly, as I was kind of just writing them down, I forgot that they were in the East, forgot about them. So that didn't bode well <laughs> for them to begin with. Um, so, so I'll start with the... Uh, the stinkers, I guess. The stinkers. Yeah. Okay. The stinkers. The the stinkiest of the stinks <laughs> was New England. Okay. Their stadium on a score of one to ten was a one. The only reason it wasn't so they play at uh, the Patriots Stadium, mm-hmm. um, no longer the home of Tom Brady. Uh, the only reason it was a one instead of a zero was because NYCFC had a zero because they play at the baseball field. So I was like, well, New England's situation isn't as bad as that, so they at least get a one. Their kits. Out one to ten, I actually kind of like the kind of paint stripe across the stomach, so I gave that a six. It's not bad with the red shorts too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good look. It's not awful. Yeah. I know their logo. People don't like the logo. That's fine. It's old, but it's kind of. I like that they're kind of leaning into it because mm-hmm. it isn't a good logo, but it's also it's very unique. It's like it's original. 
it's the, it's like the the last original MLS logo. Mm-hmm. So keeping and, that and and I, I I think just keep it at this point. Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm not you're you're the resident logo guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just kind of trust what you say, but. It looks like an American flag with a soccer ball in the corner. That's kind of cool to me. It's yeah, and it's uh, a paint stroke. I feel like I can paint that. Uh huh. Exactly. That's kind of the point. Yeah. So <laughs> cool. I like it. Um, and then the third category, big signings. I give them a four, and I, that might have been even high. Like I can't really think of big signings. I know they had Taylor Twelman play for them, and now he's big in U.S. soccer. They've had a couple guys. They had Dempsey. Dempsey. There you go. Uh-huh. A couple of uh, big. DP signings this year, uh, like Bo and um, uh, Gil Heel Heel, Heel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like those guys aren't really moving the needle within U.S. soccer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know they're good, but they're not going to move the needle. So they got a four for a total of eleven. Eleven out of a possible thirty points. Gotcha. Not, not that great. The other suckity suck or stinkity stink. Um, NYCFC, which is kind of embarrassing because it's the biggest market in America, but. The Doopy Brothers are giving them a stinkity stink score. They got a zero on stadium, of course, plus different personalities inside that stadium are less than desirable. Um, their kits, I've, I gave them a seven. I've always kind of liked the NYCFC kits. I feel like they've got pretty cool little patterns and styles within them. So I do like that. I do like blue and they're a blue team. So they've got that big signings. They've had some big signings, but uh, they also kind of have been aging. Uh, so some of their big signings, Pirlo, Villa. Villa was definitely their biggest yeah. or most successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lampard. Uh, and Lampard's now, he, he's just a coach now, so he's not even like that big. Um, so they got a total score of 14 out of a possible 30. That's less than 50%. It's not good. Not good for one of your biggest market teams. But the biggest thing was their stadium situation. It's just trash. Yeah, that's so disappointing. Yeah, some other ones that were kind of low. Chicago, Columbus uh, were low. Miami was low because their kits. Their kits, are. I feel like they, they had big opportunity and they yeah. didn't really do much with it. Yeah, I, so I agree with that for sure. I think it's I think it's one of those things where like when a team enters the league, their first round of kits aren't really what they want it to be because they like the the way Adidas like the whole cycle it's like so far in advance that they maybe just didn't have the time and like the branding okay. ready cuz like we saw that with like Minnesota Cincinnati like their their first kids it it's never like kind of where they want their brand to be mm-hmm. so maybe next year they'll be able to add some new kids that's why like Cincinnati added two new kids this year yeah because yeah. they just needed real kits and didn't couldn't you know and Cincinnati on the kit score got an 8 which mm was the uh, second highest out of all my kits. Nice. Highest highest kit score on jerseys was Montreal. I love the Montreal New Jersey this year. Interesting. Yeah, I just think it's really clean, the silver, white, and black. Um yeah. Very I know I know people hate the white jerseys, but the way they did it, I, I really think it's a clean, sharp look. Yeah, um, yeah it is nice. And then and then the blue and uh the blue blue and black is like a real classic look. Blue and black for oh oh for Montreal. Yeah, yeah sorry. The new kit for uh, Cincinnati is also blue. That's why I was confused. But oh, gotcha. Like a dark blue and a light blue with a split down the middle. I, I, yeah, I it's like interesting. That look. I, at first, I thought I was going to hate that kit, but it mm-hmm. actually it looks pretty nice all together. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so those are the couple of the low-hanging fruits there, the stinker stinks. Um, so then I had three teams that breached 20 out of a possible 30. You know Union are full 30, 10, 10, 10. Sure. Uh, Toronto. Was a 21, good stadium, solid kit, but big signings. They they brought in some big players. Pasuelo, uh, then the Americans, Bradley and Altador, Giovinco. So in recent history, they've had big signings. Now, before those guys, they were stinkity stinks. Jermaine Defoe? Jermaine Dehu. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Good one. Yeah. Um, Atlanta also eclipsed 20 points on, on AJ's grading scale. Stadium was a 9. That atmosphere, that's that's one I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's tough to beat. Would have been a 10 if it was strictly a soccer stadium. Yeah. But I'll, I'll allow it. Kits were only a four. I don't really know why I only put them a four. I kind of like the white and gold, actually. So maybe I'd bump. Oh, no, I remember why I gave them a four. Because they're, they wear Metro Stars jerseys. Their red and black uh, ones are Metro Star jerseys. Yeah. I did not like that. That that's jersey's true. been done before. That's true. So, stinkity stinks. 
But then they've got some pretty big signings. Not necessarily big signings initially, but players who are going to come in and be big signings. Um, big within MLS. Yeah. Like Joseph Martinez is arguably the best player in MLS when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was big. Obviously, he was sold off, so that, that was kind of proof was in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Pitti is um, like one of the most expensive signings. Yeah. And then Barco, another one. So they're definitely spending money bringing in. The highest score kind of surprised me when I calculated this and um maybe it's wrong and i actually i'm kind of thinking maybe it is but uh montreal yeah it is interesting so their stadium i've been to their stadium it was really nice really enjoyed my time there they they had a good atmosphere i saw union lose a three five game three to five so that it was just a really fun game also um kits like i said i really like their kits but then the big signings i gave them a seven uh, they've had Piatti, DeVaio, the two guys who are very good MLS players. Yeah. But then the big one was Drogba. Yeah, that Ar- was so big. I, for, I almost forgot about him for yeah, some reason. Yeah. But like, Arguably the, one of the biggest signings in MLS. Because he like immediately just scored a bunch of goals. Yeah. Like once he started playing with them, he scored like incredible goals too. That was, he was pretty, one of the more, most entertaining, um, like European tr- stars that came to MLS mm-hmm. with maybe the Zlatan exception but I, I like Drogba more so I want to put him above him right right so yeah weirdly enough Montreal scored pretty high on my on mm-hmm. my rankings so I'll try to come up with different rankings to make them not score okay. as high so after you're like going through all this I, I may, you made me realize that the this overall team experience exercise makes you realize that uh, the Western Conference is have has the teams that I'm more interested in. Okay, so tell me about your rest, Russian conference thoughts. Now, we're, let's not go through all the teams. We just went through these. Sure. People are tired of hearing us talking, so. Oh, me too. But, yeah, like, Let so, me talk for just two. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, it's like, the ones that, I'm, that like, kind of always jumps to the top of my head if you, when you go into this kind of conversation is Portland, Seattle, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's, like, obviously Portland, that stadium, that atmosphere incredible i love also love the jerseys their color scheme and logo are great the players maybe the players signing aren't as um not as big but you've had valeri so that's, a, that's yeah solid. valeri is one of my favorites um mm-hmm. like outside of like you know as a unbiased like neutral mm-hmm. for uh western conference teams he's i always like 10 so yeah they're, they're a team that would jump will probably be my top in, in that in this kind of ranking and then like seattle also has that great atmosphere they always have entertaining players um, like you like we said, Dem- like Dempsey, Emmanuel Martins. I'm I'm starting to really really like Jordan Morris yeah. as he's like he, he kind of breaking through and make becoming like a really big star. And they've always had pretty interesting kits with that neon. Yeah. Was it electric green or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They have some. Yeah, they have. Some, they just have fun, fun kits that aren't aren't the you know usuals. Because uh, they don't always they like. I feel like they never had a white kit. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe once and it was like still decent, but they feel like they don't. They kind of stay away from that. And then yeah, Kansas City like that 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 stadium always looks really really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they always have the best kids. Yeah, and I, they've always. I feel like every year the Kansas City kit is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites of all time is the kind of the Argyle stripe going across. Oh, yeah. That one looked really nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that color scheme is so easy to mm-hmm. to work with. Um, they don't maybe have the biggest signings, but like I feel like with all four, all three of those teams, it's just like the high quality teams. They always have a high quality team to put on the field, right? So it's always going to be like a high quality game. So I feel like that helps the atmosphere of the stadium and all that. Maybe makes the kit looks better, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think that those would be the ones that jump out to me over over most of these Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, the others uh, kind of that come to my mind, both LA's of obviously, yeah, LAFC with the stadium, big signings, sweet looking jerseys. They might be the overall, just all around, kind of covers all the bases of my three, three things in the grading scale yeah galaxy signings but jerseys are okay stadiums uh another one kind of a dark horse kind of a unsung hero might be san jose Hmm. really sweet stadium experience um really nice jersey this year their new one i mean i think i think it's nice yeah i like that one and then they've had some decent signings i mean of course they've got wando uh they had landon in the past but then their coach almeida big big name coach which isn't something you always see with MLS teams getting a big name coach. So sure. they kind of snuck onto my Western Conference tops too. Cool, cool, cool. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Might be 
I don't know. I was trying to compare it to your union roster in 2022. I don't know which is better, a better segment. They're both really important stuff to think about. Let the people decide. Let the people decide. So let's get into some soccer headlines and then we'll uh, go away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I thought this was kind of funny. Ronaldinho is playing soccer in jail in Paraguay. Uh, so he was arrested, put in jail, and then he played soccer. So that's awesome. My really only concern right now is for Union Hulk. It's like how long until we hear that Ronaldinho was broken out by a big green Twitter Monster. personality. <laughs> um, or do we hear that Union Hulk gets thrown into a Paraguayan jail just to play soccer with Ronaldinho? Which do you think happens first? Hulk um, breaks him out or Hulk breaks in? I think Hulk breaks in or yeah. gets get into jail. Yeah, I yeah. think he does too. I think that's a easy one. Yeah, but okay, so this this story is kind of crazy, the okay. Renaldino thing. Um, because Renaldino, so Renaldino got like arrested because of, he had like a fake passport or something. We've all been there. <laughs> sure. But so he was getting into Paraguay. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is weird is because there's some sort of, a, there's this kind of like agreement where Brazilians only need like a photo ID to get into Paraguay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Ronaldinho carrying around a, a, an illegal passport to get into a country that he just needs a photo ID. There's some some there's some underlying uh, maybe is, there's more to this story. Dude, if you get to arrest Ronaldinho, you'll arrest Ronaldinho. <laughs> but then also like within he played in this kind of soccer tournament in jail to like win this. A pig, right? A pig, yeah. A, roast, a pig roast and like 16 cartons of cigarettes. I like, I almost want to say he just did this for the story. I And I almost want to say we're making it up, but we're not. This is just like facts that we saw on the internet. So, yeah. It, I, it's, it's crazy. Awesome. It's really yeah. weird. I, it's really fascinating. I hope there's an actual like documentary about this and mm-hmm. some footage of this, this tournament because that'd be incredible to watch right now dude how sick would it be if you're in jail and then like you like wake up one morning you're like oh shoot that guy kind of looks like Ronaldinho oh that's Ronaldinho <laughs> like oh man that didn't happen to me <laughs> oh man that would be pretty spectacular yeah that's nuts another soccer headline that weirdly you, you kind of mentioned that this was kind of news for about I'd say 12 hours but then it was kind of swept under the carpet because of everything else that's going on in the world but right. US soccer president Carlos Cadero resigned and it's a beautiful way that it happened. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Be- well, okay, okay, sorry. sorry. Not, maybe not, not a beautiful way. Cuz he yeah, cuz he got he deserves to totally deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he should it's the situation is terrible because he so obviously uh US soccer is in a um lawsuit with lawsuit. women's soccer. Yeah, to get equal rights or equal uh, equal pay. Um and their the U.S. Soccer Federation's argument was it, it was at least the public that their argument was to was that the men have more skill and higher ability to and that's why they deserve more money. So uh, paraphrasing, but that's what obviously they, terrible, stupid, uh, idiotic, ridiculously like, sexist, and just a like, gross thing to stake this whole argument on and so he had to go so my reason for saying it was a beautiful way is because like everyone in the soccer community was like like no like yeah, what the hell is, like you can't you can't like this is like the dumbest thing like you can like you can't say that like right. like it's so dumb and the women's soccer team is absolutely crushing the men in every every metric that you would want to pay someone on like it's it's incredible yeah it does not make sense so yeah our women's team is the most skilled and like it's like highest quality team we've like i've ever like every time i watch this team i'm just like and like it's just so fun to watch it makes me feel so good to be an american again they're they're fun to watch whereas the men aren't they're just like something to watch just like you get your teeth to watch them it's it's been so long since i watched an american men's game where I felt good about and didn't feel cringy watching. But the point being is like, it was beautiful to see that the women, they turned their jerseys inside out to, sh- to hide the logo, but to show the four stars for the four uh, World Cup championships yeah, they've uh, won. They've got uh, players of both sexes coming out supporting them. They've got sponsors saying like, yo, that language in that lawsuit, that's really messed up. You, you don't say that, that women's soccer team is the bomb, mm-hmm. like Coca-Cola. Yeah, like, that's a big one. <laughs> like when Coca-Cola comes out and says something against like what you said, you better step down. You have to step down. Yeah. So it was nice to see that 
you know, the soccer community all banded together in, in the right and a chain was, was made at the top. Now that change only matters if it enacts more change right. in the future. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully things are going to move in the right direction. Uh, the women get paid um, what they rightfully, rightfully deserve and more. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel I, I'm I'm like worried that the only reason he stepped down was because of like think people like Coca Cola and other sponsors spoke out about this because it feels like only the only thing U.S. Soccer Federation cares about is money. Oh, I mean that's true. And if and if that was the only th- only reason for him to step down, that's and not because of the gross language they used in this in this case, that would be a little disappointing. At least it caused the change. But I mean that's it, that's life. I mean everyone just follows the green. It's so annoying. Yeah. But. But I mean, but but that would mean that like there wouldn't be, there's not going to be much change actually from the from U.S. soccer. We'll see, man. We'll see. Let's so, hope so. Let's yeah. hope. But yeah, like like we said, this was like such like quickly swept under the under the rug because coronavirus is such an insane. It was almost like not good story, thing. but like it's thing almost we're dealing like, with right. It's almost like a like U.S. soccer has to be almost like thankful because yeah. like their whole big lawsuit and this absolute disaster of a mess that they put themselves in for being stupid almost was not. It's getting quieted by a pandemic. Yeah. Which is nuts. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's probably why he acted so quickly to step down. Right. It probably would have been dragged out further if there, if there wasn't. Right, right. If there was more of a spotlight on him. Yep. Well, that's it for soccer headlines. Uh, usually we end the, epi- end the episode with predictions. I got nothing to predict. Last week we predicted results for the San Jose. Rich Laurie predicted uh, a victory. And then he tweeted us later on that uh, he was going to say international pandemic cancels the season. But he went with the optimistic view of the union winning. So Hopefully, uh, whenever that game does happen, he's correct. Hope, hope so. Hope so. So that's it for the Doobie Brothers. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode of um, no soccer to talk about, but talking about something with soccer. So yeah, we'll we'll try to come back with more fun segment ideas. Hopefully they entertain you or distract you from all that's happening. And um, we're we're also working on some fun projects with uh, maybe World League game. Keep an eye on that. We'll hopefully have some some fun things coming out uh, that could be pretty interesting to Union fans. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Go juggle some toilet paper. Enjoy some time with your family.